and Worm Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. We have gotten through week one, and whew, that was a doozy. Uh, hand up, folks. I, I messed that up. Week one NFL. I, I do this, I feel like, every year. I got I to gotta write a note to myself, or at least have Michael remind me. You know what? I'm going to blame it on Michael for not showing up on Thursday, um, for taking your trip first week. <laughs> um, it, uh, I... I just got too damn excited. I got too damn excited to bet games, to give out picks, um, and I forgot a bunch of cardinal rules. You know, in week one, we know offenses are going to struggle uh, with a shortened offseason, getting that continuity, unders hit like crazy, uh, dogs are a great pick. You know, we hit a couple of those, but, you know, there were some there were some bad bets made on my part. Um, so I do apologize for that. Hand up. We're going to get better. Uh, after I get done recording this, I've got a bunch of film to watch. We'll do our stats Wednesday tomorrow, and then we'll record th- or record Thursday and, and have a podcast out Friday. And week two, we'll, we'll be better. Um, but there was certainly some things that we could learn from week one. Uh, some of the games offered us up, I think, some, some good little tidbits um, of information. The key, though, to week two is to react, not overreact. Books want you to react and overreact, um, and we're just going to react a little bit. We're going to adjust some things. I still think our, a lot of evaluations at this point uh, are still pretty good and accurate. Um, so let, let's talk about it. Start Monday night. Whew. I, I don't know what Jets fans did. I don't know what happened at MetLife, um, but that stadium is cursed between the Giants' performance and then Aaron Rodgers, what, four plays in, blowing his Achilles. Um, absolutely gutting. I mean, just like that, everything switches. Um, that was a game that I think everybody was looking forward to watching. And then immediately, you know, the air was taken out of the sails. And to be honest, I, I contemplated just turning it off at halftime. I'm glad I didn't because it was an electric finish to it. Um, I think, you know, we're, we're going to find out where Zach Wilson is, uh, if he's changed at all initial reading is he is not he's the same quarterback he's always been um but you know getting thrown into that situation can be a little tough let's let's see how he rebounds um I think the biggest takeaway from Bill's Jets is I told you so we were right I know people were chirping us like oh but Nate the window's always open when Josh Allen's there nope that that window is closing uh let's be honest folks this Bill's team reminds me a lot of Philip Rivers Chargers like 2007, 8, 9, 10 stretch there. Um, and let's face it, when Dable left, Josh Allen has started to regress. Now, that's not to say that that Dorsey's a bad coordinator. I think Dorsey's actually a very good offensive coordinator. Um, the problem is, is Dable was able to maximize Josh Allen's skill set. You know, since he's left, we've seen the mechanics start to take a step back. We've seen decision-making, which is the biggest thing, start to take a a step back. He is much more riskier with the football. Um, He's living by the motto, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. And it's just, it's not turning out well. Um, We saw it a little bit last year. We're we're starting off the season this year with it. And this is why we predicted the Bills to to take a step back this season Um, and for there to be be some regression um, from this team. And we saw that Monday night. Now, it's not full panic mode. This team is going to be good, but their Super Bowl aspiration window is is certainly closing, especially in a AFC landscape that is ultra competitive. Like, you cannot be playing like Jameis. Like, Josh Allen right now is essentially what people thought Jameis Winston was going to be. Um, 
that's where he's at right now in his career. He is turnover prone, super risky with the football. And this is a defense that is not going to, I don't think, be one that you can make a ton of mistakes and it be forgiving, especially in the AFC. With the quarterbacks you have to go up against, with the offenses that are there, you know, you can't be throwing, turning over the ball three times. He threw three picks to one player. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? Um, so, yeah, it, not a great showing for the Bills. Once again, can't overreact, but this is this is what we talked about when we broke down uh, this division was that the Bills were going to take a seat back this year. You know, there was going to be regression here. Um, that if you've sort of been waiting to, and I said this about the Chiefs too, if you've been sort of waiting to short the Chiefs or Bills, this is these are probably a, this is probably a good season to do so. Um, and, and we got a peek into that Thursday night. We got a little peek into the Chiefs' land. Now, some some things have changed. Uh, Chris Jones, they immediately panicked, rightfully so, and saw, oh man, we need Chris Jones. Because they did, I thought, a, a very good job against the Lions uh, defensively without Chris Jones. But we talked about just the difference um, without Chris Jones and how far back that defense slides, you know, just last year when he was out. Um, we broke that down when we broke down the Lions Chiefs game, or when I gave out my pick for the Lions Chiefs game, I'm sorry, um, on Thursday. But uh, I, it's not panic in, in Chiefs land entirely. Um, the AFC's harder this year. I, I think that the Chiefs have their hardest test yet. Travis Kelsey already coming in banged up. But, you know, we the thing we wanted to talk about the most with this team was the wide receiver room, and we saw that. Now, a lot of bad drops in that game. A um, lot of bad drops. And that was a pretty big swing in the Lions' favor. I think some of that will get cleaned up, but there are some serious question marks um, for Chiefs, and it it seems to be pretty apparent that the philosophy of this Chiefs offense is basically just have a ton of speed dudes that can open up the top, um, so that Kelsey can work under underneath, um, and without Kelsey, there's there's a struggle there. But once again, Andy Reid is one of the best NFL offensive minds out there. You know, he'd spent all offseason preparing for this Lions defense with Kelsey in the mix. You know, that game plan gets thrown out week of. I think they were slow to adapt, but I, I don't have any, like, week-to-week concerns um, about the Chiefs here. Lions, on the other hand, I was a little disappointed. I mean, a big-time win. You had to get that win under the circumstances because this is a very emotional team. Uh, this is a team that feeds off of energy, especially the energy of their head coach. Um, but overall, it was very sloppy um, offensively. You know, I expected more from Ben Johnson, who I think very highly of as an offensive coordinator. Once again, I think the thing we also have to remember, though, it's week one, and offenses do take a little bit time to gel. But it was weird to see Gibbs out so much um, and not in the game plan as much as we had initially thought. Um, I think it was painfully apparent that outside of Brown, the wide receiver room is... Whew, terrible um which we sort of expected coming into this season we didn't get a chance to break down the nfc which is my fault from a planning standpoint um but one of the things we would have talked about in the nfc north preview is that this wide receiver room is is lacking a lot like you've got one great player in brown um amon st brown you're really desperately hoping that when williams comes back williamson comes back that this wide receiver room is going to kind of take a step up um, but whew, it's, it's lacking, it's lacking depth to say the least. 
Um, and I don't know. I don't know how that changes really. Um, Jamison Williamson suspended. He comes back. That obviously changes some things, but you're going to need Marvin Jones to really step up. Um, Reynolds was not a, not great. I didn't think, um, you've got St. Brown. He's, he's your best piece by far. Obviously we knew that coming into the season, but I, I certainly think they're, it's not panic city. I think we're going to see Gibbs used a lot more, um, as the season progresses, which they should, um, use him a lot more. He's clearly, um, a, a very solid weapon for this offense. Uh, but a little bit surprising of, of, they were they were offbeat offensively. Defensively, though, I thought big step in the right direction. I thought defensively they played great. They looked very good scheme wise. Um, I liked a lot of things that that I saw from them uh, from that aspect. All righty, um, let's talk a little Panthers Eagles. Whew, Arthur Smith's gonna love Robinson. That was my big takeaway. Um, I was shocked by how conservative they were you know there's a lot of talk in the offseason about them really opening it up here um in Atlanta that did not happen I mean you targeted Drake London what once that's that's gotta that's gotta improve like we gotta get that up um I wasn't a full believer that they were gonna get super aggressive but everything in the preseason they were kind of talking about opening up this offense and how they were going to change some things up and, and airing it out more Ultimately, I think Aaron or Arthur Smith is who he is. This offense is going to look a lot like the Titans offense when he was the offensive coordinator there, especially with Robinson in the back, um, which is going to be interesting. Can Ritter take a step forward? Uh, Carolina Panthers, they were bad. I don't think anybody expected that they were going to be good. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of problems on that team. Um, it's going to be hard to evaluate Bryce Young this year, I think, because, you know, he he's got nobody. He's got no weapons. I mean, Thielen is a guy who's getting what four yard routes, maybe like working that f- five to five yard route tree option, and that's about it. The offensive line stinks defensively. Brian Burns. I mean, whew, we already knew it, but that man is a havoc chaos machine. I mean, he just gets after it. Um, but I I think. This Panthers team is going to be a real struggle. And I think week to week, we're going to see not so much the betting markets say, oh, we really like this team that they're playing. Like this week when they play the Saints, a little bit foreshadowing here. Um, I think that we're going to see a lot of bets rolling on the Saints, not because people are necessarily buyers on the Saints, but they're more sellers on the Panthers, um, which is not going to be super uncommon. Bengals-Browns. Uh, I, I don't know how... This keeps happening. The Browns are just the Bengals kryptonite at this point. They're their Achilles heel. I, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, defensive coordinators change, and the Bengals still struggle offensively. Now, it's week one. Joe Burrow misses the preseason. The calf is probably not fully healthy yet, but still, I mean, that was a disaster of a game. And Joey B now moves to 1-5 and five against the Browns. Um, we knew that defensive line for the Browns. We talked about it in the preview episode for this division was much improved and they're going to be a real problem. And you've got Madman Schwartz as the defensive coordinator calling plays. Um, that's already an improvement um, from a defensive scheme standpoint. So this Browns team defensively is going to be, be a real problem to deal with. Um, I think as the season progresses, but, and you got the bad weather, but both teams are playing with bad weather and, and the Bengals, they just, 
Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow, this offense, they just they cannot figure out the Browns' defense, and I, I don't know how to make heads or tails of it. Um, obviously, I think they're going to be absolutely fine long-term. It's one week, bad weather game. Joe Burrow took significant time off in the preseason due to the calf injury. So I'm not not worried overall about it, but it's just it's crazy. Um, it's it's absolutely crazy how the Browns just absolutely have their number. Uh, Jags Colts. I don't have a ton here. I think the biggest takeaway is the Colts are going to be a really bad secondary. We talked about that in their preview episode. That I think you know Kevin Ridley really showed out in this game. Um, I think he's going to be an absolute problem this season. But I think a lot of wide receivers are going to have some big days against the Colts. I think that prop betting wide receivers when teams play the Colts is going to be a pretty solid move moving forward if this Colts team can't manufacture to get some pressure um, up front, which there are some serious question marks about their ability to do that. Offensively, Anthony Richardson, I thought, had a, had a pretty decent game. I'm going to have to go back and watch the film on that. Um, but overall, I, I thought that was pretty good. Welcome to the league. Got to protect yourself a little bit better. Um, took some some pretty big hits. But overall, I, I thought he was he was pretty decent. Bucks Vikings, my Buccaneers. Woo, starting off the season hot against the Vikes. Um, this was an interesting game. You know, I am this might make me a bad fan, whatever you want to say. I don't care. I very much want the Bucks to compete for the top pick. Um, because I, I can see where this is headed. We're in rebuild mode. Baker is not the quarterback of the future. He's gonna mess around and win a couple games for us. Um, but you know, I this is rebuild time, but it was nice to see a win. Um, and I think if you are the Vikings, there are some reasons to be slightly concerned, not overly yet. Um, but let's face it, the Bucks, we have a good front seven, and they got after Kirk Cousins. And I think that not having a run game um, and, and having Cook depart kind of showed itself in week one. Uh, the struggles to not really be able to establish that run game had a, had a pretty negative impact on this this passing team's ability. Um, I think long-term, they're going to be fine. Um, you know, you've got Justin Jefferson. You've got Addison, who, whew, he's a player. Uh, I'm excited. I've got him on both my fantasy teams. Nobody cares about my fantasy teams, but I got both of him. I got him on both of those. He's a gamer. Um, I think offensively, the Vikings will be okay, but it's... You know, last year they won a ton of one-score games, and this year they now lose the, the first one-score game of the season. Um, defensively, there are certainly some questions, but I think the biggest question mark is that offensive line. You know, let's see what they look like here this this upcoming week. Um, let's it, It's going to be a, a pretty good test for them. Um, let's see if that, that offensive line can, can move forward. You got the Eagles. That's going to be a really tough game, prime time, Thursday night. We know the defense that the Eagles brings to that is just insane. I mean, that defensive line is insane. I have some big concerns, but if the Vikings can, can step up just a little bit on that offensive line, it gives you a little bit of hope long-term, I think. But overall, rough, rough game. All right, Titans-Saints. Tannehill's cooked. I mean, Tannehill is absolute. That, that is, that's a real problem. Uh, my big takeaways there are, one, the Saints defensive line, phenomenal. We knew that. Very good defensive line. Titans offensive line struggled. Derrick Henry is... I, I don't want to overreact to week one, but it this is this looks, this looks is looking like a cliff year. He looked a little old and slow, uh, if we're being totally honest. Tannehill stinks. Um, no surprise there. It, he's cooked. We'll see how long he stays before you, you test out 
Will Levis and give him a shot. Um, but sorry, the the nose itched and I had to take a drink of water there. Oh my god. Um, that was overall rough. Um, Saints, oh, man, I. The defense is going to be a strong point. Let's let's wait and see. Like we we've been saying, offenses struggle week one. Um, it's I don't know exactly what this is. What I'm really gonna have to go back and watch watch it again. Uh, watch the I've actually watched about the first quarter right now in the consolidated version. I I really want to watch Derek Carr here. Um, it's I, I don't know. We, we got to wait and see on this one. Um, I'll, I'll be watching very intently this week. Week the Saints, 49ers Steelers. Uh, my bad, guys. I missed big on Steelers plus three. Um, I really thought they were going to be able to hang in there. They're closer. Not the case. 49ers are a juggernaut. I mean, it's arguably one of the best, if not the best, rosters in football right now. The real question was how is Brock Purdy going to hold up, and and how is that elbow going to hold up? And turns out it's just fine. I mean, this offense, is it's a quarterback-friendly offense. We know that. The biggest thing that it requires is you need to know where to go with the football and be on time with it. It's why they've been number one since 2018 in yak yards. Um, if you can hit a wide receiver in stride and you know where to go with the football based on the scheme and the defense that they're playing, you're going to be very, very successful. Um, it, you know, Kyle Shanahan does a great job of scheming this up. Brandon Ayuk, phenomenal. Um, I've also got him on both my fantasy teams. Um, nobody cares, but still got him on both of my fantasy teams. We didn't get to talk about this division in the preseason divisional breakdowns. Um, once again, my bad for scheduling on that part, but he was a guy we were going to highlight because it really felt like this was a year that he could take a step forward. Um, and he, I mean, his route tree was great. He is going to be an absolute threat. You, you pair that with CMC in the backfield. You still got Debo. I mean, this offensive line is definitely looking pretty good. It was very interesting, though, on Brock Party's part, and I thought it was very impressive because Brock Party saw pressure on 44% of his dropbacks, and yet he still had a top 10 week in EPA. Um, he maneuvered very well in, in, in the pocket, I thought. We'll want to see that offensive line to continue to take steps forward, um, but I thought that was really impressive. Steelers offense, that was slow. It was bad. You know, if you watched them preseason, you definitely thought, I thought, I shouldn't say you thought, I thought that they were going to be a little bit more aggressive with it. But Matt Canada turtled um, and went back to his old self there. Um, it was slow. Kenny Pickens, it, the, we said this in the preseason breakdown. The bet the Steelers are making is that Kenny Pickens is going to be a gamer. Like, he's going to be one of those guys that isn't the best in practice, doesn't maybe have the greatest attributes, but when it's time to go, he gets going. Um, and that was not the case. I mean, whew, it that was a rough one. Um, I'm going to hold complete judgment right now on it. I don't, I'm not super optimistic about the Steelers this season. Um, we know Tomlin just finds ways to win. He'll probably find ways to win this season. Watt is an absolute just wrecker of games. Like I said, you know, the Steelers still manage to factor manage to get forty four percent pressure on, on dropbacks in that game. Gotta do a better job converting on those pressures. 
but whew, tough. 49ers are going to be a tough out. That that Giants 49ers game in two weeks, my God. I mean, just start. If you're a Giants fan, just start pulling out the rosary beads or whatever God you pray to, football gods, other gods. Start praying because this 49ers defense, holy moly, they're going to eat the Giants alive. Um, Cardinals, Commanders. Cardinals defense for having a bunch of nobodies, essentially. Played pretty well. Now, part of that, I think, is also the Commanders. Sam Howell having a couple head-scratching moments, to say the least, getting used to a new system. Um, but the Cardinals' defense looked pretty decent, you know, for having been stripped for parts um, and clearly tanking. Looked pretty decent. Um, offensively, struggled like we sort of assumed. I think the biggest takeaway from this game is the commander's defense. Whew, that front seven gets after it. They are throwing block parties in the backfield. I mean, my God, that is a scary defensive line. That That's going to be a good defense. It's nice to see them getting back after it. Um, little dip off last year compared to what we sort of expected. Um, but this could be a really good, fun defense. Texans, Ravens, a bit of a struggle. Um, I was really high on the Ravens coming into this season. Um, I'm still pretty high on the Ravens offensively because I really like Todd Munkin. Um, I think as it advances, things are it's going to get better. Uh, it just takes time. It, it's not unusual week one to struggle offensively, especially in a new system. Will Anderson for the Texans, gamer. Um, the Texans are just, you know, the cupboard's bare. They're 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 trying to stock the cupboard. They got young talent. At various places, we'll see how C.J. Stroud progresses. I didn't think he was terrible based on you know what they're they're surrounding him with um, against a, a Ravens team that we expect to be pretty good this season. Overall, not bad. All right, Packers Bears. Oh man, I, I'm sorry, Bears. The Packers are just de- destined to haunt your nightmares. I mean, they are destined to be the monster every night for you for the rest of time, I guess, because Jordan Love showed up. And sure, he made a couple bad throws, but overall looked really good. Um, I have some very, very big questions about this Bears team. Didn't love the head coaching hire. First of all, wasn't a wasn't a big fan on that part. Um, but more so, at what point, Bears fans, are we going? Are you going to start? to question polls. I know he is like the beloved son right now, but it feels like everybody's taking flack except for him. Like, he is responsible for skipping on Jalen Carter and the two draft picks on that offensive line that probably weren't the right picks. Making the Clay Chase pull trade, that seems to now be an absolute disaster. Coaching hires, you know, you lost Mac Hicks, when you never found to replace him. I mean, you've yet to really establish a pressure guy for this defense. The whole thing, the roster being put together, it's not overly exciting. And and now Justin Fields isn't his guy. So there's going to be an evaluation process. Um, but so far, like, I'm not overly impressed with polls. And it feels like every Bears fan is out there saying, like, Poles is a hell of a GM. He's going to get them going in the right direction. But I, every one of his decisions so far seems to be off. You know, instead of prioritizing and getting some real elite, you know, pass rush here going, 
you opt to sign Edmonds, who's a very good linebacker. I, I like him. I loved him on the Bills, but you you stretch a little bit pay wise there. Um, it just it lacks excitement for me. Um, we'll talk about it a little bit more. Um, it and I feel bad for Fields here. I I don't necessarily I, I wasn't as high as him coming into this season as everybody else was. I find it weird that there weren't more designed runs for him. I understand you you want to protect him a little bit, but one of the things that makes him so le- like unlocks his a- ability is his ability to stretch the field is it, with his legs and to be that extra man advantage in the box. Um, and to not have any design run plays was a little weird. Now it's week one. We'll see how it evolves, but overall tough start. I thought the Packers defense looked really good. Um, Jordan Love, I guess Packers are just going to always have good quarterbacks. I don't know. that That's the opinion I got week one. I don't want to overreact to this. I do think he's going to be pretty solid. He missed on a couple things, um, but overall was was really good. Raiders, Broncos, I don't have much there. I, I got to go back and rewatch it. I'm not going to not gonna BS you here. I haven't watched a lot of this game. I watched a little bit of the first quarter. I'm going to watch the consolidated version tonight. It's on my list, but I, I just don't have much there. Eagles, Pats, oof, man. I, Patriots fans, that had to might be one of the most frustrating things ever because you've got Tom Brady in the building. You have that great ceremony, and then at the end of the game, you get the fumble return, and then you get the ball back at the very end, and neither time you can drive down and score. And you're just so used to that with Tom Brady, seeing those opportunities at the end of the game go your way. And whew, it, it, it just doesn't happen. But I think overall for Pats fans, a pretty good showing week one. You know, it look, it pays to have an OC as, as your OC. <laughs> I thought the offense for week one overall against this Eagles defense and this Eagles front seven looked pretty good. I actually left that game. Um, I haven't finished it fully on the consolidated version, but I watched it um, in live time, and then I'm, I'm about halfway through. I honestly thought that it on the rewatch. I honestly thought that it was it was pretty good. I, I'm I thought the offense played pretty well given who they were facing. Week one, Bill O'Brien's back. I, I think there's some optimism that can be had here. Um, Eagles on the other side, uh, you know, struggled a little bit offensively. I think the Patriots had a couple wrinkles in there. It's Bill Belichick. It's a great schemer to, to kind of throw off the offense a little bit, bad weather conditions, but, um, you know, it, it was an Eagles game. Uh, they did what we expected them to do to go out there and win. Uh, I, I think, you know, this week should be really interested. Can they bully the Vikings? Cause that is sort of their MO. Um, but we'll take a look. Dolphins Chargers. Oh man. Uh I got a problem, folks. I I've got a Chargers problem. I gave out them as a pick and I've got one question, Brandon Staley, what is it that you do here? What is your role for the Chargers? I know you're the head coach, but like defensively you are a defensive-minded head coach. How is this defense seemingly still not good? You manage 17% pressure rate on dropbacks without Armstead in the game? An offensive line that, yeah, is, is more improved than I think people expected, but, like, what is going on here? I feel bad for J.C. Jackson because he clearly wants to be the guy that they paid him to be, but the injury was significant, and he's having a hard time recovering from that. But what is going on defensively? You were built to bend, not break, to play with leads and protect those leads, and you can't do it. Now, give some credit to the Dolphins. You know, two have played great. That offense is 
just loaded with weapons. I mean, the Hill Waddle thing is just almost unfair at this point. Um, but holy hell, 17% of dropbacks, that's all you could pressure on. This this next week will be real interesting for the Dolphins. I'm very excited to see them go against the Pats because Bill Belichick can throw some wrinkles in there. I think he's going to be able to manufacture more than 17% of pressure. But Brandon Staley, what do you do? Oh, my God. Incredibly frustrating. Chargers offense fell flat when they had an opportunity to drive down the down the field. We'll see what this looks like. I mean, it's week one of a new system. Kellen Moore's taking over. I liked some of the things I saw and the ability to, to push the ball down the field. Let's see how it evolves over the course of the week. But Brandon Staley, my God, dude, just terrible. And then the Dolphins defensively, you know, they got some stops when they needed to. We talked about this in, in the uh, breakdown of this division. Vic Vangio is probably the best, most meaningful hire of the offseason as a defensive coordinator and being able to take this Dolphins defense to the next level. Offensively, you keep Tua healthy. This this team is clearly going to soar. Um, let's see what they look like against the Pats. That's going to be really interesting. There's been a lot of movement on that total already in the week. Um but I'm very interested to see what they do against a Bill Belichick defense um, and how that plays out. Rams, Seahawks, oof, man. Uh, yeah, the Seahawks, I feel bad because we, we didn't get to talk about this division. Um, but had we done so, we would have talked about how it's not a fair expectation to expect that Gina was going to repeat last year. It was a great story last year was a lot of fun to see but Gino's been in the league long enough that for him to repeat that type of season from last year at this point in his career feels a little unreasonable you match that with an offensive line that's riddled with questions thought they were going to take a step back we saw that in this game I mean this Rams defense has got nobody but Aaron Donald and granted Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald which is an all-time clip of <laughs> Gino seeing him come up the middle um but it's not like an over, like I think by we could look back at the end of the season and the Rams could be in the bottom tier of defenses in the league and it would not be all that shocking, and yet they looked phenomenal here. Um, I mean that second half was just vomit inducing by the Seahawks offense. Um, defensively against this Rams offense, I, good for Matthew Stafford. I didn't think he had that in him at this point. Three hundred thirty four yards of passing offense, um, awesome for him. Let's see uh, what that looks like as the season continues. I, I, I just I'm not very optimistic about the Rams. This is one of those teams. Do not overreact, folks. Like make a small adjustment. The offense was better than expected, but like do not overreact to this Rams win. The Seahawks are I don't think to snuff compared to the public expectation. Cowboys Giants. That was the most embarrassing game I've ever seen in my 30 years of being on this planet. Uh, that the Giants offensive line, same question as I had to bring this. What do you do? Evan Neal stinks, and there have been reports that he was really struggling, and that it was so bad that they were sort of looking for potential alternatives, but they just couldn't find anything. This is a real problem. Um, that I gave that pick out as the Giants. I apologize. That was so bad. Um, that was one where I, I really needed to talk it out, and unfortunately we didn't record last week, and so we didn't talk it out. And, you know, I just I took the, the home dog in a divisional game, and that was, that was a mistake. Um, this Cowboys defense showed out. They're a really tough front seven. Got a ton of turnovers. That's great. I, 
I don't <laughs> I think it's funny Mike McCarthy is like coming out and taking credit for this offense. The offense wasn't overly impressive. I mean, it's a bad weather game, but like nothing to write home about offensively. I didn't think Dak had a particularly great game. Sure, he didn't have to do a whole lot given what the defense was doing um, and how much the defense was scoring, but not overly a great game. So a little weird. Um, let's see how this this Cowboys offense progresses. Defense is going to show out. Can be a really good unit once again. Uh, a lot of talent from a pass rushing standpoint. I mean, if you don't have your shit together as an offensive line, the Cowboys are going to absolutely rock you. Uh, that is very apparent. Let's let's not overreact though to the Giants. Let's let's regroup a little bit. Let's this Cardinals game is is a get right game. Let's see how they can kind of regroup and come together. But whew, I, the good news for a Giants fan is it it can't get worse. I mean, quite literally, it, it can't get worse. There were things that were happening in that game that you barely see over the course of the season, and they got it all out in one game. Which, oh man, I. It, I don't know what's going on with MetLife. You clearly got some ghosts. Call the Winchester boys. Get an exorcism going in MetLife because that place is just a doozy if you are a New York sports team. Um, but what I was talking about as far as things happening, you know, Sunday night with the Giants, lost by 40-plus, um, lost the turnover battle 3-0 or worse, Got out sacked 7-0 or worse, threw a pick six, had a blocked field goal for a touchdown. No team has ever done that in a season, and the Giants did that in one game. That is by Bleacher Report. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it can't get much worse for the Giants. Um, I, I feel like let's see how the public plays. We're, we'll talk about it on, on the Friday show, obviously. We'll break it down, the Cardinals-Giants game, but I feel like there could be a little bit of overreaction here from a market standpoint, and... Let's see how it goes. Um, overall, week one's in the book. Was not a good week, betting-wise. We apologize for that. Raffle will be back on. We'll talk some things out. We're going to be better. I got a ton of film to watch, ton of stats to break down tomorrow. It, it's going to be better. We know, You know this. As four, If you've been here since the beginning, you know the last four years, we have a proven track record. We've never finished the season negative in the NFL. Our best bets, worst season last year was at 58%. Usually, we're above 60 Like, It's going to be fine. But week one was a disaster, and I apologize. That's on me. I just, I got over my skis. I got too excited. I didn't stick to the basics, and that's my fault, and I apologize for that. Um, I lost money as well, so uh, I do apologize for that. We appreciate the support. We will be back for full game breakdowns, released on Friday, recorded Thursday. It's going to be a good season, folks, and as always, peace.